0: Sit Still with Sierra is all about helping you, the listener, become a more introspective, self aware version of you. I'm your host, Sierra Lyons, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Hello, listeners. This is Sierra Lyons. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. I am so excited to be sitting in front of my computer, in front of my microphone and doing another episode. I so 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 love um you know what the podcast has done for me personally in the past this past year and just the joy and fulfillment that I get out of doing it. So, thank you so much for tuning in. Um we, you know, I was a bit off schedule the past couple weeks with posting, but all will be explained in this episode um, I wanted to be very intentional with the you know next episode after episode 26 I want it to be transparent I want it to be honest and so this episode will probably be a bit longer than the typical 20 to 25 minute episode but there is so much that I want to say and I feel like there's so much that I'm being led to say and so I just want to make sure that I don't put any constraints or put any parameters around what needs to be said and what this episode will entail. So, you know, all the little, you know, things that I do at the beginning, if you're not following the podcast on Instagram, do that now. You can follow at SidStillWithSierra on Instagram. Um, If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave a rating and a review. I would appreciate it very, very much. And I'm excited for this episode because, um, you know, I'm a follower of Christ and I have grown so much closer to God just in the past six months alone. Um, I would say that I feel like in my entire life, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but there has been so much growth, there's been so much learning, there has been so much unlearning in the past six months of this year, almost seven months, and so I'm excited to share what God is telling me to share. And I know that whether there are 20 listeners or 200 listeners of this episode, I know that he told me to make this episode for a reason, even if it's just for me. Um, And so that's why I'm super excited for this episode. You may not identify as a follower of Christ. You may not identify as someone who has a relationship with God. But I want to tell you that despite whatever your relationship status is with God, I know that he is telling me to make this episode. And I know that it can be applicable to anyone, um, no matter your race, your age, your creed, your Background, no matter what, I feel like God is telling me to make this and that it can be applicable to anyone that listens so buckle up, I do want to give you a pretty i'm not going to say in depth but a very thorough just rundown of what the past few the past six six and a half months has been like um from January to now, and I want to just give you a little bit of insight on what's been happening in my personal life and what's going to be happening in the next couple months as well. And I am excited to to dive in. So without further ado, let's dive in. So like I mentioned, there has been so much um, unlearning and learning and transition and change that has happened just from the start of this year. Um, I am a journalist for those of you who may not be familiar with that side of my life. I'm I you know, I'm into audio journalism, obviously doing this podcast here, but I am primarily a reporter. My beat covers race, justice, politics and Christianity. And so that is the brunt of my work. I am a freelance journalist. Um, I was an editorial intern for a magazine based in DC and that is what I'm in. I'm in school studying. So that is a side of me that I don't often talk about, but there has just been so many things that I've been writing about transparently since the start of this year. And one of the big things that I recently wrote on is um, God called me to leave the church that I was at for the past 13 years. Um, He called me to leave in January. And so I ended up leaving at the very beginning of February of this year. And that was a huge, huge decision um, that had to be made. And the decision was to be obedient or be disobedient. And so it was a huge decision to be obedient to that because, you know, there have been several times within the past five years that I myself have wanted to transition and move on from the church that I was at, but, but God did not give me the go ahead to do so. And so he was telling me to stay. And so I stayed, persevered. I did what he was telling me to do. And then This year, he told me to leave. And so I had to be obedient. I had to let go of that. I had to move on. I had to leave. I had to be obedient. Um, You know, my work is out there. You can usually go find the story. There have been, you know, hundreds of responses to the story. And that is something that I recently wrote about. Um, That was huge for me for several reasons. You know, I've grown up in church my whole life. And I still attend church. I just no longer attend that particular church. Um, but I've attended church my whole life with my family. And so one of the hardest reasons why, um, not that it was so hard, because I was, I, I, felt at peace with what he was telling me to do. And I personally was ready to move on. So it wasn't that I was like, oh, no, I, I just can't. It was difficult in the sense that he was telling me to leave. And, at, you know, at the time, my family was still there. And so I had to... I had to be obedient without the safety net of my family. Um, I had to move on to a space that I know that he was calling me to um, without my family. And I turned 22 in April, so at the time that he told me to leave, I was 21. And, you know, I'm an adult, but there's still that safety net of, you know, I've been going to church with my family my entire life, and now you're telling me to leave without them, and you're telling me to go someplace else, and that is a huge a huge leap of faith to be obedient and to trust him in that way. Not only that, but like I said, I had been there for 13 years. I went to school there as well. And so I knew so many people from there. I know so many people from there. And I have so many, or I had, you know, different relationships with people there that I no longer have or some that I still do have and I'm really grateful for. But that was huge as well because I'm like, my safety net of people is, is, is gone you know I'm kind of starting over with making new friends and relationships with uh, the new church that I'm currently at and so that was really hard as well as to let go of that safety net of relationships around me whether they were fruitful or unfruitful relationships they were a safety net and so that was a really really big transition for me at the start of the year and And, you know, I'm definitely glad that I was obedient. I trust that God is calling me out for a reason. He wouldn't tell me to leave someplace or leave somewhere um, for no reason. And so I trust him in that. It is just a really difficult thing to do if you're a person who attends church, um, or if you're a person that has switched churches, you know that that can be a really difficult transition. But again, I know that he called me out for a reason. He allowed me to experience the things there that I did experience, and so, you know, in hindsight, things make sense, but sometimes in the moment, it can be a little frustrating. And so, one of the you know transitions that was really difficult about leaving the church was that I went from, you know, being in person um, at the church to the church that I'm currently at. They're not back in person just yet. Going back in a couple weeks, but there have been so many moments in the past six months of frustration and just anger because I'm like God why did you have to tell me to leave the church that I was at in the middle of a pandemic where I can't be face to face with these new people that I'm meeting and to really get to know them to spend time with them to build those relationships to have that fellowship why would you do that to me like it's extremely lonely to go through a church transition already, but it's even more lonely to do so in the middle of a pandemic where you're transitioning from a church that was meeting in person to transitioning to a church that is still virtual at the moment. And so I was just being just being honest, I was very angry. Um, there have been moments where I've been angry because I'm just like, oh, I just long for that connection I once had. I long for a church family that I can see face to face. And right now I don't have that. And so that's just one thing that's happened this year. Follow me. It's all going to connect the dots in a moment. Um, you know, I've had some transitions, or I I'm not—I'm not going to say transition, but I've had um, some circumstances in my family. And so, man, I, if everyone goes through this, um, or the majority of us, I'll say, will go—will go through this, where you get to a point in your life as you're a young, a young adult, or, or maybe a teenager, or maybe it happens to you a little later on in life. But you get to this point in your life where you. Begin to see your parents in a different way. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you look at your parents, they're, they're invincible, they're superheroes, they can do no wrong, they're never going to mess up, they're never going to let you down, they're always going to be there for you, they're always going to um, do the right thing. And we kind of put our, well, I'm not going to say all of us, but some of us have a tendency to put our parents on this pedestal that honestly no one told us to put them on that pedestal. You know, they're still human beings at the end of the day. And so there have been. circumstances and things that have happened this past year where it's like I've gotten fresh perspective on my parents and I've seen them in a more human way and they have disappointed me in some ways they have let me down but you know what that's because they're human beings and everyone is going to do that at some point in your life as long as you are in relationship with someone they are going to mess up unintentionally or intentionally they're going to let you down in some capacity because they're not perfect beings and so I'm not saying this like ragging on my parents I'm saying it more so because That's the revelation that I've gotten in the past few months is that my parents, you know, they're going to they're going to disappoint me. They're not going to always be able to do the right thing for me. They're not always going to be able to tell me the thing that I want or need to hear. And it's not, it's, you know, the point is that I can't lean on them for life. I need to lean on God. I need to put him back in that position. I need to give him that title that I was giving my parents. And so the reason why I was so disappointed that they were letting me down is because I was putting them in a position that they didn't even belong in in the first place and that may sound weird or it may sound harsh or it may sound odd but the point that I'm making is that life happens, your parents are humans, they're, they're, they're still learning and going through life as well. Just because they're older than me, just because my mom gave birth to me, just because they created me doesn't mean that they have just arrived in life and they know everything. They are still messing up. They're still going through their own disappointments. They're still going through their own transitions and life changes. And so that has been a huge thing that I have also had to um, transition through this year is depending on God 1,000% and not using my parents as a crutch when they are, yes, they are my parents Today should support me in many, many ways. Of course, I'm not saying like your parents shouldn't support you. What I'm saying is they can't be... You're a complete source. I was listening to a sermon from Pastor Tony Evans, and he was talking about the difference between um, your source and resources. And so the source is God, and He will give you resources, but don't allow the resources He gives you to become your source because they 're going to let you down, whether that 's money, whether that 's a title, whether that 's a cool car, whether that 's your parents those things are resources, but they are not the source they 're not the sole um, they 're not the sole foundation of provi- of provision and so if you 're looking to those things to be the source you 're going to be let down so God has really put into perspective for me that my parents they are a resource that He gave me and my siblings and Another really hard to pill, hard to swallow pill is that they belong to him. My mom belongs to him. My dad belongs to him. Yes, they're my parents, but they ultimately belong to him. They don't belong to me. And that has been something that's really hard as well to kind of learn and and, and be okay with is that whatever happens to them, whatever happens to our family, um, whatever happens to their marriage, whatever happens, just whatever happens with them, they belong to him they don't belong to me and so that has been something I've had to learn with letting go and relinquishing control over my parents which sounds funny to say because it's like typically it's flip-flopped because you know the parents will control their children in some capacity but it's like I have this thing where I, I so fervently try to control my parents and control the outcome of their life and it's like they are not they're not mine they're his. And he knows what he's doing in my life, and he also knows what he's doing in their life, and I need to let that go. And I can say that now with a lot more confidence than I could just a few months ago. And so, this season that I've been in has been extremely difficult, but it's already, I can already see how how worth it it is to have gone through the difficult really really difficult days and really difficult nights and really difficult weeks I can already see the progress and I can already see why I had to go through it to get to the other side and to be able to look with a different perspective and to see that you know what I used to think like this a few months ago and now I think like this so that has been another really 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 big revelation another big transition in my life is shifting the dynamics that I have between me and my parents and not to stop contending and praying for my parents and praying for my family, but to know that ultimately they belong to him. So that, that, so leaving my church that I've been at for 13 years, relinquishing control from my dynamic with my parents, two big transitions. Another huge transition that just recently happened is God told me to stop being friends with someone. And this is someone that I've been friends with for, uh, quite a while. Um, and it has always been the healthiest friendship or the healthiest relationship, but it has had really great moments, you know. Um and there have been also really bad moments. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God was telling me to stop being friends with this person, but I was kind of I was kind of delaying the conversation because to be honest with you, I've never really had I've never really had a friendship to where I had to have a conversation and end the friendship. You know, if, if I've had friendships that have ended, um, it's because we just mutually grew apart. There's no animosity. It's kind of like when you go to high school with people and then you graduate, um, the circumstances change. You're not seeing those people every day like you were Monday through Friday, and so you just grow apart. So that's the brunt of experience that I've had with losing a friendship. I've only lost, other than this recent one, Um, I've only lost one other friend and that was like 10th or 11th grade, 11th grade, or yeah, I'd want to say 11th grade and it wasn't a big fight. It wasn't some falling out. We were just growing apart and I have no animosity towards that person. Um, and I have no, you know, ill feelings towards them, but that's the only other, you know, example I have. And so I was going into this really upset because I was like, God, you're telling me to cut off this person. You're telling me to stop being friends with them, but you're not really giving me the words to say um, for the conversation we were supposed to have over FaceTime. I'm like, you're not giving me the words to say you're just telling me to do it and you're not really helping me. And I was starting to feel angry. I have felt angry a lot the past few months um, and I will get into that a little bit later as well, but I was starting to feel angry because I'm like, you're telling me to do something that's really difficult and something I've never had to do before. And you're not really telling me how to do it. You're not really equipping me with what I need here. Um, and it ended up being that we didn't end up having a FaceTime call because the person wasn't willing to talk it out. And so it was over a text where I was just like, you know what, never mind. I said, never mind. You don't want to talk. Um, that's fine. That's kind of the confirmation that I needed. Um, about our relationship in the first place. And it was also confirmation as well that God didn't give me the words to say for that phone call because he knew it wouldn't be happening. Um, And so that is, I've been working through anger with that as well, like feeling like I didn't get the closure or it didn't happen in the way that I wanted it to. But the bottom line is that God told me to stop being friends with them. And so although the conversation wasn't had over FaceTime and I didn't get to express everything that I wanted to express, I still communicated with that person that we're no longer friends and it was still able to happen and it ended. It did not end the way I thought it would, but it ended the way I think that it needed to. And so I was working through feelings and emotions with that, but as well in hindsight, I could look back and say, oh God, it's not that you were trying to withhold from me how to go about the conversation. It's that you knew the person wouldn't be willing to talk about it anyway, which was another sign right there that the relationship needed to end. And so. That has been another huge transition, is ending a relationship um, with someone that I had for quite a while. But I felt like God was telling me that that person was not going with me into this next phase of my life, and that that friendship or relationship needed to end, to close things off, it needed to end. And so that is another huge transition. Now, before I start getting into kind of um, things coming things to come, Um, I am graduating from college next month in July, July 30th as a matter of fact. I will be graduating from college. If you know me, you know that I love to learn, I love my university, I love my department that I am in, but overall I do not like school. And I wanna be really careful when I say that because I am grateful to have the opportunity, the option to even go to school because there are millions of people around the world that don't even have that option. When I say that I don't like school, what I mean by that is that I'm not a fan of our American education system. I feel like it sometimes exploits um, those that are already vulnerable financially. And a lot of times it's like, I feel like I could have graduated from college in two years if they wouldn't have thrown in all these little buffer electives to kind of just keep me on longer. So that's what I dislike about school is that I love learning about my program of study and I love connecting with my peers in my program. I love my professors. I just don't like this unnecessary throwing in these classes, making it take longer, making it cost more money. I dislike that heavily. So all of that to say, I'm very excited about graduating next month because I I know that my season as a student is over. I do not feel led to go to master to get my master's degree, at least not right now in this stage of life. If God puts a demand on me later on in life, sure, okay, yeah, I'll go back. But God, maybe don't do that, because I don't like school. Um, but <laughs> I don't feel led to pursue education any longer. And so I know that this chapter um, of life is coming to an end as a student. And that's that's wild to think about, because I've been a student since I was like five years old, and I'm 22 now, and I'm about to graduate, and that title Um, is about to come to a close and this kind of goes back to episode three of the podcast which is you are not your title and so i'm so much more than a student i'm so much more than my grades but it is a really tough and big transition of going from being a student virtually your entire life to no longer having that title and navigating what people put as the real world i'm putting air quotes up right now because being a student is being a part of the real world as well but Starting to launch into your career, and so that is a huge transition that 's something i 've never experienced before. Um, I am a freelance journalist, so I have obviously I, you know i 'm working in my field, but i 've yet to work in a professional newsroom full time I was an intern for a few months, but full time I have not experienced that yet and so there are some there it 's like dual emotions while i 'm both excited to be out of school i 'm also a bit terrified to not have everything perfectly lined up right now and I know some of you that are older that may be listening to this may be laughing to yourself right now or maybe if you're younger you're laughing as well because you know that I'm young I have my whole life ahead of me I haven't even graduated yet and I'm already doing a little panic dance about the future and so you might be laughing because it's like you're so young slow your roll calm down it's gonna be fine and that's another big revelation of things that God has you know really instilled in me in this season is that Slow down. Let go. Calm down. Relax. uh, Rest. Be still. Those are so many of the things that I'm learning. And I'm relinquishing control like all around and many areas of my life I'm relinquishing control to have everything figured out, to have a certain timeline, to have everything perfectly in order because sometimes life just doesn't happen that way. And so I have an expectation and I have dreams and I have desires and I'm just praying fervently that god gives me my heart's desires for work for the the city that i really want to live in i'm praying fervently and i was just listening to a message from the potter's house um this is my first time ever listening to stephanie ike she's a pastor at the potter's house this was my first time listening to her and i listened to her just before i started recording this and she talked about um she didn't actually reference the scripture, but I'm pretty sure she's talking about uh, Matthew 18, the leper, um, the man that was a leper. And he was basically asking, he, he's talking to Jesus. He's like, I know you are able to heal me, but are you willing to heal me? And boy, oh boy, when she said that during the message, the tears just started flowing. Because I've been in a season where I'm like, God, right now it's June 27th when I'm recording this. It'll be July 3rd when this episode comes out. Um, and I graduate July 30th. And I'm like, God, I know you are able. I, I know that you you have all authority and power. I know you are able to give me that dream job that I want. I know know that you're able to have me move to that city that I really want to move to. But Lord, are you willing? I was talking to my therapist last week and oh that's just another thing in this season is like therapy has really 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 done so much for me through all of these transitions god knows i've needed therapy um but it's done so much for me it's unlocked so much it's helped me to think in a new way and you know something that she said was like as powerful as you are sierra and as good as you are at declaring things over other people's lives and praying and believing for them and and seeing things happen for other people she's like this is just how i feel i feel like you need to stop just praying about the things that you want and start declaring it, that it's actually going to happen. Like through your words, it's going to happen. And so I'm declaring that I'm going to be able to move to that city. I'm declaring that I'm going to be able to have that job where I don't have to compromise a single thing about what I believe and about the things that I love in order to work in the field that I want to work in. I'm declaring it. And I'm not saying this on the podcast so that, you know, embarrassed if it doesn't happen. I'm saying it because I'm, I'm removing doubt from my mindset. I was just listening to the message from Stephanie Ike and she was saying that doubt is wavering your belief from one thing and, and placing your belief into another thing. It's going from believing positively that something that you're believing for is going to happen or you're, you're believing in something and wavering it and shifting that that belief into unbelief and shifting that belief into Negativity. It's like, well, maybe that's not going to happen. Or wait, is that really going to happen? And she used the, the story of Peter walking on water. And I've heard that message. I've read that passage a thousand times. And every single time I hear it, I hear it preached differently. And I get such a fresh revelation every single time that I hear it preached. And I had never heard it preached in that way before where she was like, you know, Peter was so doubtful if you... the context surrounding that story is that jesus's cousin john the baptist had just been beheaded and so you know peter is jesus's disciple and he's like well i'm following you jesus and i have this expectation of who you are and what's going to happen but your own cousin who fervently declared the gospel was just beheaded so it's like how do i know it's not going to happen for me how do i know you're going to come through for me he started to doubt and so, you know, when he starts to walk on the water and then he starts to lose sight of what's happening and he starts to drown, That the bigger picture was not the waves. The bigger picture was not him momentarily drowning. The bigger picture was that he was wavering his belief from Jesus coming through for him to maybe maybe me being a disciple and following you isn't going to work out. And so that's where I've, where I've been right now in this season is trying to waver my belief back to believing fully in Jesus and his ability to come through. Because there's these still, I believe in him, but there's still these little pieces of me that don't believe that it's gonna happen, or there's pieces of me that don't believe it's all gonna work out because of these time constraints and because of this countdown clock to graduation. And what I was reminded of as I was driving earlier today is that God exists outside of time. He invented time. He exists outside of the capacity of space and matter and time. If he didn't, he wouldn't be God. If he existed within those constraints, he wouldn't be who he is. And so that was a reminder to me that it's like, you know what? Anything can happen in a day, in an hour, in a minute. And so I'm not gonna allow this countdown clock to graduation to make me so weary that it's not gonna happen because we're getting closer and closer and closer. But I'm gonna keep believing and I'm gonna keep substituting my doubt for belief. And I'm gonna keep declaring that I'm gonna be in the city that I wanna be in and I'm gonna be doing the work that I wanna do in my field. And it may sound cliche, it may sound overrated, it may sound extreme, I don't care what it sounds like. I'm gonna keep believing and trusting and I'm gonna keep praying until it happens. Um, That is another huge thing that God has been saying to me the past few days is to pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. If you are praying and believing for something and it hasn't happened yet, don't stop praying. Keep praying until it happens. So that is where I am and that's where I have had to remind myself in these moments of fear and these moments of uncertainty and these moments of transition where I'm all of these things that are safe are things that i'm trying to keep but god is really telling me this season that you know what i'm gonna do what you want me to do but it's gonna require you to completely lean on me and not these safety nets that you've built not the safety net of back home not the safety net of the church you've been at for a long time not a safety net of a friendship that you've had for a lot of years it's gonna have to be completely on me and to drive all of this home for those of you who may be listening and think, oh, she sounds like she's a wacko. She may sound like a weirdo. What is she talking about? I got a prophetic word in October 2019. At the moment when I got the word, I was like, what the heck is this guy talking about? I was like, he was way off. Don't know what he's talking about. And then a few months ago, um, God, because I, I recorded it on my phone because I knew I was going to want to go back and listen to it. So while he was talking to me, um, I recorded it. And he had me to go back and listen to it a few months ago. I listened to it again um, sometime last week or maybe two weeks ago at this point. But I've been listening and thinking about it a lot um, recently. And so basically, I'm not going to obviously play the whole recording for you. um, But if those of you who just don't believe me, you can DM me on Instagram and I will send you the recording that this is what was said. And it's lining up exactly with how my life is going currently. So basically the guy that was praying for me, he was saying that I was going to be in a big transition season and he really saw me using my words and using Facebook or using social media to um, really deliver messages that God wanted me to speak and say. But that's not even the like, that's not the like, wow, that's so true. That's not even the part. The part that is so, so, so true is he said that I was going to go through a season of loneliness And I was like, ooh, that sounds fun. Can't wait for that. I was gonna go through a season of loneliness where it's it's like when the Hebrew people were leaving out of Egypt and they had to cross the Red Sea and God parted the Red Sea for them to cross. And there was that fear of going into something new because they didn't really know what was on the other side, but they knew that what was behind them was not good either that they were enslaved and oppressed in Egypt behind them, and that Pharaoh was actually on his way to try and kill them and stop them. And so they had a choice in that moment. They had a choice to cross over and to go where God was telling them to go, to go to, to get to the promised land, or go back, turn around, and go back to where they had just escaped from because they were being oppressed. And so he basically was saying that my, my life is about to be where, this crossover, It's going to be a crossover where God is going to be, it's like, it's, you're going to know undoubtedly that it's God that brought you through it because you're not going to have any other safety nets. You're not going to have other people there that are going to, you know, basically take credit for bringing you through. It's going to be solely God because he's going to remove basically every other safety net I have in life. And, you know... Crossing the Red Sea, seeing the... Seeing... I can just imagine that seeing the sea split in half and having half of the ocean on one side of you and the other half on the other side of you is a bit terrifying. Because you're like, hmm, what if these two bodies of water decide to join back together with me in the middle and then I end up drowning? So I can imagine that, while yes, it was better than where they had come from, it was still terrifying. It was still a little scary. The wilderness was still... um, It was still a difficult place to be, even though it was better than the way they came. But they knew that once they crossed over, that the other side was going to be everything that they had prayed for and believed for. But there's this in-between. And so that's where I am. He said, you know, you're not gonna be able to depend on your parents. You're not gonna be able to depend on people. It's gonna solely be you depending on God to get you through, and He's going to get you through. And that is the season of life that I am in right now. I am in the in-between. I'm in the crossing over. I'm in the wilderness before you get to the promised land. That's where I'm at. Because I can't go back to the life that I had before. Because I was praying that God would deliver me from parts of my life. So I'm getting what I prayed for. I just haven't fully. I'm on the cusp of, of getting there. I'm so, so, so close. And I refuse to give up right at the finish line and be like, "Uh, oh, this is too boring, or this is too lonely, or this is taking too long, or it's not going the way that I thought it was going to, so I'm just gonna go back. There is no going back. I'm going to get to the promised land, the other side, but that requires me to pass through the Red Sea. I listened to a message from Sarah Jakes Roberts a few weeks ago while I was sitting in my car in the parking lot of a mall, and crying my eyes out because I was at my wit's end. And I don't even remember, I don't remember particularly that day what I was crying about, because I've cried a lot um, the past few months. But one of those days I was just having a rough day. And I you know, just started recently listening to Sarah Jakes Roberts. And I actually interviewed her um, about a month ago I interviewed her. So it's crazy how it all lined up. But I actually was just sitting in my car listening to one of her sermons, and I believe it was... I don't want to get the title wrong. Um, Oh, it was called Letting Yourself Go. And so I just clicked on one randomly. I didn't know what she was going to say. Based off of the title, I didn't really know what that meant. I just clicked on it. She talked about when you... Jesus said this, and and, um, he said when you lose your life, you find it. And I've read that before, and I didn't really give it much thought, and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I guess I know what that means. Not really, but okay, cool, whatever. But man, oh man, when she preached about losing your life to find it, I was just like, oh, wow. Oh my goodness. I got so many fresh revelations. And I was crying in the car, not because I was sad. I was crying because I'm just like, whoa, like that is a Ramo word that I needed to hear. And so she basically was saying like, God wants to take you into the life you've been praying for. He wants you to find that life that you've been believing and praying for, but that requires you to lose the life that you currently have. It requires you to lose the life that you know. It requires you to lose the comfort and the safety nets of the life you're currently in. Your traditions, your customs, your your patterns, it requires you to let go of all of that and to to take a leap of faith to find the new life that you've been fervently believing for. And so... I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And then she took it a a step further. And she's like, you know, when you lose your life, you find your life. But there's this in-between of losing and finding. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm in the in-between of losing and finding. And I'm so close to finding. I am so, so, so close. So close that, you know, I believe that in a month or two, I'm going to be able to listen back to this podcast episode and be like, oh, my God, I'm finding it. I found it Um, because that's how close I believe I am. And not just because I'm graduating from school, but God's timing is divine. And I believe that so many things are gonna line up that I'm gonna look back so, so, so soon and be like, wow, I just came out of the in-between of losing and finding my life. And so that in-between, it's uncomfortable and it can feel like punishment. The wilderness can feel like punishment. The crossing over can feel like punishment. Let me tell you. I've said to God so many times in the past few months, I was like, "Why are you punishing me? Like, what did I do?" And I got confirmation uh, when I was listening to my favorite podcast, "Pass the Mic," and I was listening to Pastor Tyler Burns, who's currently my pastor, <laughs> and he was saying he was talking about the wilderness, and I was trying not to cry because I was driving. And I really needed to see but he was like, some of you feel like the wilderness is punishment, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I was just saying this. I, th- I was like, I feel like I'm being punished. On past the mic, hearing Pastor Tyler Burns say that the wilderness is not a punishment, oh Lord, Lordy, 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 Lord. I needed to hear that because I was like, I was still unsure, even after talking to my therapist, I was still unsure, I'm like, am I being punished or something? Because I just feel like I'm out in the middle of nowhere. And there's nobody here to help me, and it's just me talking to you every day, and it's just me feeling more and more upset. And I feel like, or not feel like, I know that God has allowed me this season of isolation because He's preparing me for the next season, and He wants that time. Like, God wants to spend that time with you for a reason that is so purposeful, so that when you go into that next season, when He transitions you, you can go and equipped, you can go in in the right headspace, you can go in, in the right frame of mind. So now I'm looking at the season now, instead of being like, oh my God, I have no friends. Oh my God, I have no um, church family that I can see in person. Oh my God, I, the family that I have, I feel like things aren't going the way that I wanted them to go. Instead of looking at it that way, I'm looking at it like, God, me and you, we've been rocking it for a few months. It's just been me and you. I've been talking to you. I've been unlearning so much that I've been taught about you that is not even true and i've really been getting to know and learn you for who you really are and so i'm going in to this new season with expectation and with god on my side and knowing that god truly truly cares for me truly has a heart um for me and doesn't want anything he doesn't have an ill will for me and so that is something that has been a part of letting go because i've been thinking in the back of my mind it's like well What if God wants to like slap me down from something I did a couple years ago? Or what if he's mad at me? Or what if he just doesn't want to give me the desires of my heart? And that's contrary to what the word of God says. And so I'm putting things back into perspective and I'm wavering my belief from doubt to truly trusting and believing in him and knowing that he is going to do what he said he was going to do. And he's not going to let me work my butt off in school my entire life. And when I say work my butt off, I mean work my butt off. For nothing to show at the end of it all, and so things may not be concrete right now, things may not be perfect, things may not be the way that I expected them to look right now in this phase and, and season of my life, but I know that I'm getting to the promised land I'm coming from you know walking through the parted Red sea and I'm getting to the other side, and I'm so 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 close, and I refuse to give up, so I wanted to share this very long update of the past. Six and a half, seven months of my life because I feel like someone might be going through the same, not the same exact circumstances, but they may be in a transition season where they feel like they're being punished or they feel like they're all alone or they feel like no one understands them. Because that's how I was feeling. I was sounding just like Elijah in the Bible. I was like, okay, I've had enough. I just want to go to sleep and I just want you to, um, I want the rapture to happen (laughs) because I'm just done. Um, I'm done. But God's like, and I and, and I I've been saying so much. I'm all alone. No, nobody else knows what I'm going through. And God has shown me there is a, such a large community of people that have gone through the same thing that you're going through, that have made it out on the other side, and that are currently going through the same thing. And so that's why I wanted to make this episode on letting go and on transition and change because I believe there's someone that's really struggling to get through these changes that life is thrown at them right now, but I'm here. If you needed a sign, this is the sign that you're so close to getting onto the other side. It's not worth throwing in the towel and giving up right now. It's not. Whatever giving up looks like for you, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to quit. It's not worth it to to just throw in the towel. You're so, so, so close. You're going to make it. I believe in you. I believe in myself. We're going to make it. And God's promises are yes and amen. And he's not a man that he should lie. He's not going to tell you something and then be like, oh, never mind. I lied or I changed my mind. That's not how he operates. He doesn't operate that way. So if he said he was going to do something for you and it hasn't happened yet, keep praying until it happens. Keep talking to him. Keep believing until it happens. Don't stop just because you haven't seen it yet. Pray until it happens. That's what I'm telling myself. That's what I'm telling you. And I'm going into this week. I'm going into this um, last week week of june with fresh perspective i'm going into july with expectation because seven in the bible is the number of completion and the number eight is the number of um new beginnings and is the number of new beginnings and resurrection and so it's no mistake that i'm graduating in the seventh month of the year when i originally thought oh i'm gonna graduate in the spring in april nope it all needed to happen the way it is happening. I'm graduating in the seventh month, the number of completion, and August is going to be a um is going to be a new beginning and a revelation and a resurrection for me. And I believe that for you as well. Hold on, you're gonna get through it, you're gonna make it. If you need prayer, if you need support, you can DM me on Instagram through sit still with Sierra or my personal account. You can message me on Facebook if you have me, if you have my number, you can hit me up. Please, please, please don't give up. You're almost there. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And if it encouraged you, uplifted you, helped you in any way, please share it with a friend or two or three or four. And please be safe. Please take care of yourself. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.